Hello. Hello, this is Jordan Bierens reporting for Beauty and Stuff. Hello, this is Jordan Bierens reporting for Beauty and Stuff. Hello, this is Jordan Bierens reporting for Beauty and Stuff. <laughs> um, you're not Erica. That's right. Erica had a baby, and therefore she is currently unavailable to record Beauty and Stuff. And so this evening, we're bringing you live from our couch a very special episode of Beauty and Stuff with none other than my husband... Jordan Behrens, reporting for Beauty and Stuff. <laughs> um, I'm Sylvia. As I mentioned, I'm Jordan Behrens, <laughs> reporting for Beauty and Stuff. And this is Beauty. And Stuff. <laughs> I don't even know if you actually listen to the podcast, so you might not even know that's how it starts. I've heard about uh, 30, 40 seconds, and uh, I think today we're going to focus mostly on stuff. That's correct. T- today's going to be mostly on stuff. I thought it was very important to have you on the show because um, as the other part of my household, you are privy to a lot of beauty and a lot of stuff. And I think you're also someone who people might consider to be a bit of an onion and may know more about both of these subjects than you let on. Correct. I impress the girls at work all the time with my uh, knowledge of brassy hair and dewy faces and all that kind of good stuff. (laughs) So in your definition, what would you consider brassy hair? When it looks like straw. Oh, interesting. I don't think that's right. <laughs> what are you telling them at work? Well, like the color of straw? Oh, the color of straw, yeah. Not like, so there's the color of straw and then like the look of straw. Those are not the same thing. I don't think either of them are good though. No, they're both terrible. Correct. But they're both preventable. Correct. And do you know how they're preventable? Purple shampoo. That's actually right. <laughs> um,. Conditioner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this is going to go really well. I can already tell. Okay, before we go deep dive into all of your knowledge about beauty and stuff, I want to start off with um, the similarities that you have to share with Erica so people can understand why you make a solid choice as a guest host. You both love One Direction. You've both seen One Direction in concert. Your favorite member of One Direction is Harry Styles, and you both love the spa. I, I think there's a few inaccuracies in there. One, I don't know if I love One Direction, but I think they are uh, they were good live. I will give them that. And my favorite uh, One Direction person is Niall, who we just watched on Saturday Night Live. Since when? Always. Big Niall fan. What? Irish guy. Gotta love that. But we watched the Harry Styles documentary, well, the One Direction documentary, where Harry Styles worked in the bakery with the old ladies, and you loved how much they loved him. I thought he was your favorite. Yeah, he seems very hardworking. Had a real job. Unlike that guy that left. What was his name? Zane. Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about him anymore. No. He's dead to us. Um, so, but your love of spas is something that you and Erica both share. Came, ar- came around to spas, yes. Okay, we're going to go into spas a bit more, in a bit more depth. Um, on the subject, though, we did just finish watching Saturday Night Live. Niall was the musical guest, but also made a cameo in a sketch. He was funny. He was, he was not bad. And he also had a good American accent. Uh, yes, he did. And also crushed his songs. Uh, what I, I don't know, never heard either of them. I enjoyed the second one. It was very, uh, sad. And I like a good sad song. I think we should also fill the people in. Erica 
could not go see One Direction because she was with child the last time around. So we decided not to go see One Direction. And Jordan and I were flying to Montreal to visit some friends. And at the 11th hour, he could tell I was pouting in the corner and said, let's go. So we went to go see One Direction at Stadium de Olympique. Olympic Stadium for people that might not understand what that was, <laughs> what you just said because it might not be accurate. <laughs> it might not be accurate. We go to Olympic Stadium. The stadium is full of children and their moms. There are people desperately trying to sell beer. Jordan stood about three times the height of almost every single person in that stadium, but you crushed beers because they were readily available to you. the best part. There was no beer lineups, and uh, our seats were right in the middle of the, the row. So when the beer people came down... Um, there were just children everywhere, and I felt bad for them, so I, I think I might have overconsumed. But the problem is when you go to a baseball game, normally people can pass your beer down, and then you pass your 20 bucks down, and then you get your $1 back because beers are super expensive in stadiums. And, uh, but we couldn't do that because it was like five-year-olds. Yeah, they're terrible at handling alcohol. Yeah, and I think there's legality issues around that as well. Right. So you didn't use the children. However, the other good thing was that most of them were asleep about halfway through the show, so like we could totally. see everything. Well, it didn't matter anyway because they were standing on the seat in front of me. I was still sitting down. I could see perfectly fine. Even when they were standing on chairs. Th- that's right. It was outrageous. But it was a great concert. So then when we met our friends afterwards, they, on a scale of 1 to 10, asked Jordan how he felt about the concert, and your answer was... It was, uh, what I say, 8 out of 10? Yeah. It was pretty good. Yeah. From, from an entertainment level, uh, high quality. And for the people who don't know you, who's your favorite band outside of One Direction? Of all time? Yeah. Nirvana. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you're giving One Direction an 8 out of 10, but in your soul, Kurt Cobain is where it's at. Well, um I think you can always appreciate talent and good music, even if it might not necessarily be the genre that you um, listen to on a day-to-day basis. Um, you got to appreciate and respect talent. And I think those, those young boys have talent. So much so that one year, actually the year that we found out everyone was pregnant, we were supposed to be having an open mic for New Year's in Erica's basement, actually. That's correct. Um, and Jordan and I learned the song 18... And performed it to a completely sober audience because every single one of our friends was knocked up at this New Year's party, but we didn't know. Including Erica. Including Erica the first time. So we performed a duet. I don't sing. You sing. Beautifully. (laughs) Beautifully. And we performed a duet as the only drunk people at this house party, and we sang 18 by One Direction. Well, the boys were drinking, just the girls weren't. I'm sorry, but if I'm going to sing a song in front of a group of people, I'd prefer that they were all wasted, too. I can't sing. Sounds like you have some confidence issues. Well, I do. I also tried out for Canadian Idol that time, and they told me I wasn't the complete package, so I could still be suffering from the aftermath of that. Did they comment on any part of the package that you were? (laughs) No. They did not. They might have been paying you lip service. Maybe. Don't you care what song I sang when I went to Canadian Idol? Uh, I believe you've told me this before, but please refresh my memory. The first cut is the deepest, but the Cheryl Crow version. Okay. What's the other version? <laughs> I don't know who sings that song. Who sings that song originally? I don't know. I, I think it's Sh- a country song. I thought Cheryl Crow did. So. No, I'm pretty sure it's a country song. 
looks like I had to make an appearance on Beauty and Stuff to learn something. Yeah, there you go. That's what we do. We educate the people. Um, so suffice to say, your love for One Direction runs deeper than you maybe thought it did until we went back and went through the history. Um, but, you know, maybe this New Year's we learn a new One Direction song and perform it for our friends. Maybe. We'll see what the schedule is like. Okay, fine. We'll see. Um, we're enjoying a little beverage as we record beauty and stuff tonight. Would you like to tell the people your drink of choice? Well, uh, it's a Coors Banquet in a stubby bottle. Um, this is my beer of choice when I'm just, uh, as my friend Kyle Worth would say, when it's time to crush pints, you've got to have a pint that you crush, and Coors Banquet is my crushing pint. If I'm just dabbling, then I might uh, have something a little more interesting from one of the many microbreweries in Ontario. Mm. I'm drinking a holiday nog, so it's a coconut-based eggnog because of my dairy allergy, but I threw some almond Baileys in there. It's quite delightful. Would you like to try a sip? No, I'm good, thank you. Oh, okay. (laughs) You're just getting the real deal on the couch of beer and household on a Sunday evening. Um, Okay, let's go to spa days, which dabbles into the world of beauty. I had been going to the spa for quite some time before you went. Typically, your relationship with massages was purely from an athletic standpoint. Correct. Like cupping and like... Uh, Very painful, not relaxing or enjoyable really in any way, shape, or form. Right. Like you had a problem, you're going to get it solved. I had no problems, and I still wanted them solved. So I started going to the Ritz Spa because I came to the realization that you're... Your health benefits would cover massages no matter where they were. So I started going there, and you weren't coming with me. And then finally one year for Valentine's Day, we went together. Correct. And you were going kicking and screaming. Uh, Yes, I felt very out of my element. From both a spa perspective, and you also thought it was a bit bougie. Correct. And then what happened? Oh, well, five minutes in, I felt like I ran the place. (laughs) So from my experience, like we have different spa experiences because the there's common areas at the Ritz Spa that are delightful, but then there's a men's side and a women's side, and they are not the same. No. Well, based on our discussion, notes. yes, our notes of each one, uh, they're not the same. But basically, I walk in and some guy like shows you around, and uh, just didn't feel comfortable, didn't really know what was going on, and. Uh, Five minutes in, I found my way around and uh, realized there was just a whole bunch of other guys walking around feeling like they were out of place too. So um, uh, just carry uh, good confidence and uh, figure out where the snacks are. And uh, if people have questions, you say, snacks are over there, TV's there, there's the remote, watch what you want. You have a TV. There's no TV on the girl side. Sports playing at all times. That sounds like heaven for you. It's great. Free snacks, cozy beds and blankets. Snacks are like loose though well they're not like it's not like a meal no but there's like tiny muffins chocolate bark usually some dried apple slices some um candied pineapple apples like non-dried apples tea yeah flavored water like infused water not flavored water it's basically like lemon water Yeah. yeah plus all the towels you could ever have in your life the most comfortable robes ever, and six showers. Yes, but I think uh, Greta Thunberg would be a little disappointed in the amount of towels I use because I don't think that's good uh, uh, use of water to wash uh, 
however many towels I use in a afternoon session, probably. So should we maybe cut back on our towel usage? Yeah. Okay. That'll be our promise for... Yeah, five to eight towels is probably a bit excessive. <laughs> That's extremely excessive. You're tall, though. The towels fit my body just fine, though. Okay. So you're going to cut down to maybe one yep. to two? That's my... Uh, that is my contribution to uh, climate change issues. Perfect. You heard it here first. Cut down the number of towels, make the world a better place. Yeah. Um, your energy levels feel slightly low this evening. I think we talked earlier about the game you needed to bring to be the co-host of Beauty and Stuff. Oh, am I not today. high enough? <laughs> I was told that I needed to bring my best Disney voice, and uh, I thought we were doing that, but I, I'm just trying to be myself here. There you go. Everyone else is taken. Is this not a safe place? <laughs> it's a very safe place. Um, speaking of Disney princes... What fact about yourself do you think people would be the most surprised to know if they were to meet you? Okay, for context, if you have never seen Jordan before, he is almost six foot four. I'm six foot three. He's six foot three. I say that I'm five foot four, but I'm actually five foot three, so you're a foot taller than me. And some people might think you're intimidating looking. Uh, some may, yes. And you have a very deep voice. Um, it was probably on display at the moment. Correct. But if people learned this thing about you that would surprise them the most, it would be. I am a very big fan of going to Disney World slash Disneyland. If I were to ask you what you were doing on your phone at any given time, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> there's a high probability that I'm just on the Disney app checking to see what the wait time is to get on like uh, Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster or like how long the new Star Wars rides are. <laughs> and you can't even get, well, for the record, there's things called fast passes and then you can check wait time. So the Disney app is pretty sick because it actually tells you the length of a wait time at every ride in the whole entire park at any given time. And you can go in and like check magic hours, which means that the parks are open longer and there's like so much information on these things. And that's literally all you do when you're on your phone as you're checking Disney wait times or reading sports articles. That's not true, but um, I do go on there from time to time. I read a lot of, like, news. <laughs> so don't make me seem like I'm an idiot here. Well, you know, I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm just saying that people would be shocked to know how much you love Disney. They are. And yes. So last year, one of your coworkers gave you an It's a Small World Disney Christmas ornament. Yes. They're very hard to hang. They're so heavy. It's a dense ornament. We might need more of them. Yeah. Should we have a Disney tree one year where it's all Disney things? No, that's too far. That's like uh, my Uncle Harvey who has a John Deere tree um, for their John Deere basement that has a trophy case full of John Deere toy tractors and a John Deere border around the... Uh, it's. I mean, they're big fans of John Deere, and that's fine, but that's too much John Deere or too much of one thing. Right, so, so maybe the, a mix. Yeah, I think one ornament is tasteful. And, and that's, that's it. Yeah. Well, can we each have one? Like, can I have one that I get to put on? Sure. Perfect. I want Tom Sawyer Island. It's our favorite place at Disney. It is the best. Um, we've been to Disney five times? You've been five. I've been four since we've been married. Yes. And we are going in January. Yes. For a week. This will be our sixth and fifth times, respectively. Respectively. I mean, I got I went as a kid, so since we've been married is the number. We're going back. We've got the new Toy Story rides are opening. Yeah. 
We've got Star Wars Land. That's right. We have sick fast passes for so many good rides, including yeah. the like Slinky Dog, Slinky Dog ride, which if the people at home don't know, is the Slinky Dog from Toy Story. It has a roller coaster, which I'm super pumped about. Um, what is the number one ride you're most excited to go on? Um, oh, I think one of the new Star Wars ones. The, uh, the one that just opened last week. I can't remember what it's called. Some, Rise of the Resistance or something. It looks pretty sweet. Is there like, is Chewbacca there? He's got to be. I hope so. I don't <laughs> want to go if he's not there. I think Chewbacca and BB-8 are everywhere. Oh, I love BB-8. I'm also very thrilled to go on, or excited to go on uh, Tower of Terror, which I know you don't like, but we'll be going on that <gasps> at least two, three, maybe five times. <laughs> That's too many times. It's a short ride. My friend Anthony, who gave me the uh, It's a Small World Christmas ornament, we were talking about this because his wife, he also loves Disney, and uh, his wife also doesn't like Tower of Terror. And he, and he raised a good point that you, on that ride, you don't even have shoulder uh, restraints on it. It's just a seatbelt. So how dangerous could it be? It's, it's the feeling of when your body and your stomach feel like they're not connected. Yeah. I hate that feeling. Um, but you raise a good point. Yeah. You're going to be just fine. Worst case scenario is you have a bit of a spit when you get out. I've never thrown up at Disney. Why would I don't you? think I have. It's too magical to be doing that. It is. We went the first time to Disney. We were on our honeymoon, and we were in California, and we had gone to Laguna Beach for the day, and we were ripping around trying to find Lauren Conrad. We both have a mutual appreciation for Lauren Conrad. Yeah, I'm more of a, uh, uh, what's her name, Cavalry. That's of recent. Yeah, but I'm I'm off. Your team, time. Kristen. Now, yeah, Kristen Cavalier, that's her name. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> fan of hers. And Jay Cutler, great guy. We both didn't like Jay Cutler, the football player. He was very overrated. But we both love Jay Cutler. Now, why didn't the you TV like? Star. Why didn't you like Jay Cutler, the football player? I think I just read a lot of articles about that because <laughs> he was a terrible athlete. Yeah. I have no reason to not like him as an athlete. I had just read articles about him kind of being a jerk. Oh, like when you're reading the sports section? That's right. Oh, okay. Every day when I read, that was my feeling about things. But, you know, okay, any kind of pool that we're in, except for our bachelor pool, if it's like a sports pool, which we end up in like for family reasons a lot of the time, I always pick my pool players based on, first of all, are they married to a celebrity that I know of? Mm -hmm. And then the next qualification I use is, do you have a funny name? Right. And usually I lose the pool every year because the combination of both of those things does not equal star players. That's right. So if you are dating a celebrity that I care about, I will probably know more things about you. Which was pretty much limited to Dion Phaneuf and Mike Fisher. There are more people than that. Well, Jay Cutler was one of them. We don't go in football pools. Oh, sorry. I just mean like in my news cycle. Like I knew about some basketball players because of Kardashians. I knew about <laughs> Jay Cutler because of Kristen Cavallari. There are some other people. Yeah, the Kardashians have dated the NBA. Exactly. So yeah. I learned about NBA players. And once in a while I'll be like, why do I know that NBA player's name? And it's because of a Kardashian. So Jay Cutler entered my like news sphere because of Kristen Cavallari. Okay. So I had read that he wasn't always the nicest guy, but then we started watching Barry Cavallari a couple seasons ago, and he's the best. Uh, I'd love to have a beer with him. Like, he's the star of that show, I think. Oh, for sure. The rest of the girls are just kind of uh, irritating. Well, not Kristen. She- I do love her. She's a boss. Yeah. Her her little work team there is, she needs a better team. She does. Well, Brittany and John broke up. That's good. 
John was dead weight. He was dead weight. I don't know about Brittany either as a uh, <laughs> as any type of like senior executive. I think I think she's no bueno. Do you know that she was a developer before she went on Very Cavalry? Like what kind of like a web developer? Like a web developer, like a coder. So how does that translate into operations of a retail warehouse? So here's what I'll tell you. Brittany auditioned for the show and applied for a job at Uncommon James okay. as separate things. So you can get cast on Very Cavalry as an employee of Uncommon James and not really actually have a job there. Oh. And you can get a, actually employed at Uncommon James is my understanding. Um, well, no, no wonder it's a shit show. Well, exactly. <laughs> Imagine you like got brought on set for like two months to be the head of HR, and that was only your job for two months out of the and year. You have no idea what you're doing. You'd fuck everything up. Oh, we do swear on this. Well, we do swear on this. Oh, okay, cool. Tastefully. Okay. Erica swears more than me. I think. I could see that. Man, yeah, probably. Um, so, Brittany applied to do like web stuff and to be on the show. Oh, you know what it might be? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's that you can apply for a job there, but you don't want to be on camera. Okay. That probably makes more sense. Those are people that are trying to, like, build a career outside of reality TV. That's correct. I think that makes more sense. So I could go and be like, okay, I'm um, a marketing strategist, but I also don't mind being on camera. I think that's where the lines were crossed. Okay. So she had to audition for both. Okay. So she actually has, like, a skill set in her field, but I think she's still a junior and she's learning things. I listened to her on a podcast a few months ago and it actually made me like her way more. But she's like the COO. Yeah. You can't be junior at the COO. I know. Still learning stuff. People are looking to you to learn stuff from. But let's remember that everything you see on reality TV might not be real. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the point being, Jay Cutler mimics a lot of behaviors of most of the people that you'd meet if you went to Listowel. Oh, as far as like uh, hunting and um, wearing camo and stuff like that? And like, like that. farming. Uh, yeah. Well, not everyone farms. Not everyone farms, but there's like, he's like a general, like kind of like a good old boy. Yeah, he is a good old boy. And he's super funny. He doesn't say much. He's kind of like you. He doesn't, he lets the world happen around him and then once in a while enter, enters where he needs to. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. we love Jay Cutler. We do. We love Very Cavalry. There's apparently a Christmas special on tonight that we can't find. <laughs> We're trying to find it, but we cannot. Would you watch a Siesta Key Christmas special if there oh, was one? 100%. <laughs> so, heck of a program. Heck of a program. Real talent. So this is also, okay, we, we are both smart, hardworking people. You are a project manager. You have a very busy job. We like to unwind watching TV together. Right. We'll watch a lot of trash. It's the best kind to watch. Well, there's not really, uh, well, no, I shouldn't say that. I was going to say there's not good shows on TV. There's not good shows on TV. All the good shows are on streaming services right. or HBO. So we are big subscribers to all of these things because we really like watching TV. Yeah. Intellectual television and otherwise. However, there is a really exciting crossover happening in reality TV, which is that Robbie, who was on, I think it was, um... JoJo's season of The Bachelor that now dates or dated Juliet from Siesta Key. Oh, yes. And he is now on the cast of Siesta Key, but apparently Robbie and Juliet broke up in July. That's, uh, 
I don't really remember Robbie from The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Uh, but Juliet's not someone anyone should be dating. If Robbie's not someone anyone should be dating either. Robbie dated that Amanda girl, and when they broke up, they had to like divide their Disney year-long subscription, and it caused headlines to be made. Who's Amanda? The little tiny girl with the kids. I don't recall her. Okay, well, I'll show you pictures of her later. What would they have to divide up their Disney They had passes? an annual Disney pass, and they had to figure out how to divide it because they broke up before it expired. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't they? Okay. We don't need to dig into this. <laughs> no, we don't. Anyway, he's a real D-bag, but he's going to be on Siesta Key. Okay. Which is quite exciting. When's that show coming back? Uh, on Dur's birthday. Oh, so the 5th That's of January. Correct. Look at me, Dur, knowing when your birthday is. <laughs> um, so, yes, we like a lot of really ta- terrible television, but I thought that was an exciting crossover for us. We also really do love Very Cavalier for many reasons. Um, including Jay Culler. So that's a nice intersection of like your love of sports and my love of Laguna Beach. <laughs> yes. We got off topic. We were talking about Disney and how we were in Laguna Beach the very first time we ever went to Disney. And we got to Disneyland in like the middle of the day thinking that we didn't really need that much time there. And then we showed up and immediately we both drank the Kool-Aid hard and we were like, we are idiots. Why did we not spend every day here? Well, it was a lot like the first time I went to the spa where I was like, oh, this will be all right. But like... I don't, I don't know if I need to spend a lot of time here. And then five minutes in, I was like, oh, this is the best place on earth. Because it actually is. Well, I haven't been everywhere on earth yet, but uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I'd say of all the places we've been, it's not bad. No, it's good. It's consistent. They make you feel very special. It's magical. It is magical. And so we are people without children who go to Disney more than we probably should. Um, going back to my friend Anthony, mm. who gave me the Christmas art of it. I asked him if it was creepy to go to the uh, Be Our Guest uh, dinner at Disney because that's like the one, I think it's in the castle, I don't know. I think so, and is Belle hosting it? Yes, I think so. And it's it's for children. Yes, and I believe it's the only place you can actually drink at Magic Kingdom. Oh. Um, Anyway, he's like, no, no, that's not creepy at all. There's people, there's uh, like couples there without kids all over the place. So did we get to go to that? Well, he also said the meal's not very good, so... I just want to, the thing that annoys me the most about Disney experience, the only thing I would say that annoys me, from a food perspective, it's amazing. They take such good care of you and like allergies and everything. They really are pretty amazing. I want to go get a princess makeover in the castle, but you can't be older than 13. Why is that fair? Um, uh, I think they're preventing uh, women such as yourself from looking a fool, acting a fool. <laughs> But we're there. We drank the Kool-Aid. No, it's, it's ridiculous. <sighs> just, just buy Mickey Mouse ears and their Minnie Mouse ears. I just want to be princess for a day, just like in Full House, when they went. Remember when Full House went to Disney? Yeah. But Stephanie was like 10. I think she, no, Michelle was 10. No way. Steve, DJ was dating Steve. Yeah, why did Steve get to go on that trip? Because that's why this was they so funny. They weren't that old. They were in like high school still. Yeah, but they were like, I think he was like 16. I know, but what boyfriend's going on family trips across the country? Because they went to Disney World. They didn't go to Disneyland. It's true. But I will say this. The only reason that happened was because Steve was Aladdin. 
Oh, yeah. And so it was a crossover. Remember, she thought she kept seeing Steve everywhere, and he dressed up as Aladdin at one point, and then he actually shows up. I wonder what kind of money Steve made being the voice of Aladdin. Probably so much money. We'll have to look that up after We're this. We're big fans of CelebrityNetWorth.com. <laughs> it's really interesting. People like Steve, sneaky amounts of money. Yeah. We also learned today that Scarlett Johansson is the top-earning actress in the entire world for like two years running. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought that. No. I don't know who I thought it would have been. Gwyneth? What's she been in? I don't know. The Politician, which I loved, but I don't think that would make her a huge cash cow. Like Kristen Bell, the voice of... That's the Politician. That one on Netflix I watched when you were sleeping. Um, yeah. But Kristen Bell has been the voice of Anna twice now. You'd think she'd be raking in the dough. But who's the voice of Elsa? That's, um... Remember when John Travolta screwed up her name? Oh, the girl, the woman that was in uh, Wicked? Wicked. What's her name? I don't know. Um, That's something Mandel's. Uh, oh, I, I, oh no! I'm gonna butcher this. Yeah, just don't even bother. Yeah, but it's um, her. Okay. Well, what's her net worth? Not as high. <sighs> Should be. But Kristen Bell was also in Veronica Mars, and there's no way she's forgetting making... Sarah Marshall. That was a great movie. Great movie. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> We digress. This is a lot of and stuff for beauty and stuff today. But I did want to get into a little bit of um, beauty with you because for a long time, your hair care routine was very simplistic. That, that would be an accurate statement, yes. And then you turned a corner, strangely has another sort of Disney-esque connection about how your hair got transformed. So talk the people through... The Your hair type? Disney connection? Okay, we'll just talk through this. Okay. Okay, so I have very curly, um, some would say frizzy hair if I do nothing with it. If I just shower, just let it dry, it gets very like Cosmo Kramer from Seinfeld. Like you were Bob Ross for Halloween one year and it was your own hair that you just picked out. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was excellent. It was real good. I grew a beard for it and everything. Anywho, so I kept going, uh, when I'd get my hair cut, I kept going to, I was going to Bush League places. Um, I should have known better. Like, I would just go to, like, the the hair salon in, like, a subway station. Or, like, when we lived in Halifax, uh, what was that shitty mall called? Um, At, like, Duke Street in Barrington. Duke and Barrington. Oh, Scotia Square. Yeah, garbage. So I went in there, and... I, this is this is where I got off. This is where where the the challenges happened. Every time I'd get my hair cut, because I didn't, I never had a guy or a girl. Um, everyone would give me different advice on what to use. One person would say you need to use this product. The other one would say you need to use this product, and no one was guiding me. Like one guy's like, oh, you just need to use hair cream or hand cream to uh, yeah, hand or f- cream or face cream or something. It was body butter. Yeah, life brand. Life brand body butter yeah. was going in your hair. <laughs> So I did that for uh, many years, even got my brother Josh onto it, and uh, we were just a, a, a body, bro- body butter uh, hairstyling duo. And um, then uh, I got a, in a regular routine when we moved um, to the second place we lived in Toronto because there was a couple salons there, and I, so I started going to regular people. And the um, one guy, his name eludes me at the moment, not Grant, the pre- Dustin. Dustin. Dustin was my steady hairdresser for a good two years. 
And uh, so I went in one day, and, and he's like, "Are you? Uh, what are we doing today?" And I was like, "Oh, the usual, I guess." Like, what else am I going to do? And he said, "Well, if you put some effort into it, we could we could uh, make you look like Don Draper." And I was like, "Well, I'm up for that. I'm a big <laughs> Madman fan, big fan of uh, John Hamm." Um, so then he showed me how I can uh, blow dry my hair, uh, hooked me up with a couple different products, and uh, different shampoo and conditioner for my hair specifically, and uh, it really doesn't take that much more time. And you use a hair dryer every single day now. Yeah, so. and I have a round brush, which I actually bought for you and put it in your stocking one year at Christmas, and I've just taken it over. That's right, you've assumed my... So I actually thought the reason I brought up the Disney Connection was that I thought that you got your hair blowed right out the first time when we dress up for the Cinderella Ball one year, when your cousin Crystal did your hair like Prince Charming. Mm. She might have done that, but uh, that wasn't the impetus for the change. Okay, I thought it was for some reason, so my apologies. <laughs> okay. Um, so you moved on to hair Do you guys have a fact-checking segment on this we afterwards, don't. like an armchair quarterback? <laughs> armchair expert? You'd get fact-checked for that, too? Arm- armchair quarterback is something different, I think. <laughs> I think it is, too. But I think that's where the name armchair expert comes from. Armchair quarterback, I think, well, it's a general term, but I think that was actually a uh, column in the Listable Banner for a while. It was? Yeah. What kind of topics would be in it? Oh, it was just like an opinion piece on uh, sports. That's hilarious. <clears throat> Should we bring it back? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end. <laughs> That's the end of armchair quarterback. We don't do fact checking on this show. We could. You may be the first guest we've ever had to do it for. You are also. Oh no, you are our second guest. Oh. Yeah, we've had a guest before. Oh. Okay. Um, Misha. <clears throat> do I know Misha? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's Erica's friend, and she's wonderful. Um, but you don't know her. She was our guest when we did um, subscription boxes. Oh yes. Many moons ago. Yes, you're still reaping the benefits of the subscription boxes to this day. We have, I absolutely am. Now, sorry, okay, to go back, I would say one of the greatest gifts of you switching to a hair-drying regime, first of all, I think your hair looks really nice. Thank you. Second of all, I like that you have a glimpse of um, insight into what it takes to get ready every day. Like, you're no longer just, like, a wash and air dry kind of guy and I appreciate that because now I think you understand what I have to go through to get ready every day but why does it only take me a couple of minutes and it takes you like a good because you have like two inches of hair oh okay I have a lot more hair than you okay so I've got a glimpse then I'm saying you have a glimpse but it's an understanding and then when we decided to upgrade our hair dryer we came to that decision very easily because we both you use the hair dryer more than me that's correct so when we upgraded it was a it was an easy choice, which I thought was very exciting. I didn't have to really convince you. No. So you, that, you did not. I did not. So, Jordan, I don't know where I was. Actually, I'm pretty sure I was sitting in Sharice's chair getting my hair done in St. Jacob's. And I get a panicked message from Jordan saying that our hair dryer died. And I was like, oh, my God, can we finally get a Dyson? And, like, seven minutes later, you were like, got the Dyson. It's matte black. And Sharice was like, you have my favorite husband of all time history. So you bought, like, the most manly Dyson hair dryer that you could. There was, uh, first of all, I pulled this off so quickly because I work across the street from a bay. (laughs) So, um, and it happened to be at lunch. So I walked over there at lunch. It was pretty quick uh, deal, but there's there's only like three or four different colors that you can get, and one of them is like pink, pink or purple. 
And you felt like maybe you just wanted something a bit more inconspicuous. That's right. Fair enough. Um, we both really like the Dyson. Saves a ton of time. Yeah. Nice and quiet. Super long cord. Yep. Um, so, yes, I appreciate that. I also think we just did an episode about hair extensions mm-hmm. where you got named quite a bit because of the journey that I had and things like tape-in extensions and whatnot being very obvious to see. So you've been following my hair journey for a very long time, but there is a funny story about my hair extensions when we first started dating that you like to tell, which I think you should share with our listeners. Well, I don't really remember. I don't know if there's something specific you want me to say, but basically uh, we hadn't been dating for very long. I went over to Sylvia's place and she had a drying rack out in the middle of her living room that had every piece of her clip-in hair extensions (laughs) draped over it, um, air drying. (laughs) This is what you had to do. It was pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we're still together after all these years, so obviously it didn't scare you too much. Um, if I could just uh, make one comment to your 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 fans. You sure. Your legions of fans. <laughs> your army. Do, do they have a name? No. Do you, do you have one? The beauties. The, be- the beauties? What a bunch of beauties. Yeah, to your beauties. Um, if you're using hair extensions... Please invest in good ones because if you have cheap, shitty ones, especially if you're single, guys can tell. <laughs> guys can see it from a mile away. Do you, okay, we talked about this on the hair extension episode. Do you think that you can spot them because I've had so many different kinds, or do you think that any guy could spot them? I think any guy could, although I'm uh, Andy Bodner Chuck. Uh, brought this up we were talking about it one time he's like oh i can see you can see the ring around like the uh so like i don't know i don't know but like may, maybe he has lots of exposure to hair <laughs> extensions too i don't i don't think he would necessarily would but he was spotting it from a mile away so maybe it's just like he's someone that i think would dabble in self-care a little bit as well too okay this is the thing what guy is not going to be like why is most of that girl's hair shoulder length but all the stuff underneath goes halfway down her back. Well, but I don't think some people have the eye to even pick that out. Okay. Like, as an example, Eric and I talked in the extension episode about Britney Spears and her terrible hair extensions. Yeah. Someone in her life thinks those are okay. Are they still bad? They're still terrible. Hmm. I wonder what her net worth is. <laughs> it's probably pretty high. <laughs> we should really have your phone over here so we can be checking these things, but we're not in a position to do that at the moment. So I think it's really funny that you say that because that was actually our takeaway on the hair extension episode was exactly what you were talking about. Well, the thing about Brittany is, remember her when she had that meltdown and she shaved her head? That's right. And her dad had to start handling her finances? Yes. Maybe he's only giving her a certain budget for hair care. <laughs> Despite he doesn't know yeah, despite the hundreds of millions, uh, Mr. Spears, he's not well, is he? No, he's not. Okay. Um, we won't speak poorly of him, but I hear what you're uh, saying. Yes, shout out to Mr. Spears. <laughs> we hope you are safe. I think it's a good point, though, because if I lied to you about how much my hair cost, so let's yeah. say I told you it was 50 bucks to get my hair done because I didn't want you knowing how much I was spending on my hair. I don't lie to you about these things. But let's say for Christmas, you're like, oh, I'm going to get her a gift certificate to get her hair done because it's only 50 bucks. And then you give me 50 bucks. I'm like, well, shit, that's not how much it actually costs. So then all of a sudden I'm hooped. So in 
Mr. Spears' defense, maybe you're exactly right, is that her dad's just not giving her enough money yeah. for her hair. And she's doing the best she can. It's like when you used to ask your dad for tampon money. Oh, I've never <laughs> told that story on here before. And he would just give you like every cent he had in his wallet, which yeah. might have been like 50 bucks. Yep. And then you just pocketed the rest. That's right. Because it was an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. So I used to just like look at my dad like I needed money for female products and he would just throw cash at me. The wallet would open and I never corrected him about it. It was a really great way to like fund going to the movies and like getting a new sweater at the Gap or something back in the day. Um, but yeah, I'm glad that you support my journey of hair extensions. I'm glad you also support the quality of hair extensions because you could end up with a yak on your head as we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. It's dangerous times. Yeah. Old yak head. <laughs> Old yak head. Um, Erica and I have a segment on beauty and stuff called Gadget Corner. Okay. We like to talk about our favorite gadgets. Sometimes they're beauty related and sometimes they're not. So okay. as an example, we've talked about like delinters. We've talked about water pick. We've talked about frothers. We've talked about mini fridges that apparently you just put beauty products in. Mm-hmm. Um I just was curious if you had a favorite gadget in your life as it relates to beauty or otherwise. <laughs> Should have probably prepped me on this one. Um, okay, I will say this. Uh, one thing that I was very... Res- this is not related to beauty in any way, shape, or form. Um, the answer is TV swivels. Oh, I like this. Because you, because if for anyone who's been to our house, we live in this old house that has weird angles, and um, the TV in our bedroom and the TV in our living room, there's just not a good way, or there's not a good wall to put the TV so it's directly in front of where you sit or lie. So it's to the side of us, and you pushed hard for getting these uh, swivel TV mounts, and I was very resistant and... Um, was, you know, basically just being stubborn, like, oh, we don't need that. It's a waste of money, blah, blah, blah. Because we already had them mounted on the wall, but they were flat on the wall. Anyway, the one in our bedroom in particular, we had a pretty good uh, uh, morning TV session yesterday um, watching... Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Yes. And um, it's one of my favorite things, getting into bed and you just... You just, TV goes out, and uh, it's just right in front of you, and it just sits there. So if you need a swivel, get one. Call Eric. Eric. Eric's the guy. Um, Taryn, who got me on Bioderma, also got us on Eric, the swivel guy. Yeah. He was a dream. He He's a beauty. He is a a beauty of the... (laughs) Not beauty and stuff kind of beauties? No, your, your fans are the beauties. Oh, beauties. He's just singular. Singular beauty. He was amazing. He came a couple different times. Um, upstairs in our room, there's a picture that hangs on your side of the bed. Mm-hmm. And our TV setup before the swivels came in was so terrible that I used to have to watch TV, the reflection of the TV in that picture... And you were like, I don't know why there's anything wrong with this. I was like, yeah, because you get to watch TV as it's mounted on the wall. And I was watching it through the reflection of a framed photo. Yeah. So, yeah, our game is stepped up big time. And it wasn't that expensive to get it done. No. And he, like, ran the cords through the walls and did all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, if you have a competent husband beyond my skill set, then they could probably do it. And maybe maybe some of your beauties uh, are handy gals. That's true. Maybe you've got guys that are listening. I don't know who your audience is. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're learning as well. <laughs> but how are the analytics looking? They're looking not bad, okay. but they don't give us deep dive of demographics, so okay. we're still kind of fishing them out. Um, Cuddy listens, so you know that for sure. Perfect. <laughs> Ender. Beauties. Beauties. There are beauties. Those are uh, inside and out. Inside and out. Um, okay, that's that was an unexpected gadget corner, but I really like it. I was going to say because I thought maybe this would come up as something that we would both really like as gadgets, was our Quip toothbrushes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I didn't think of that. But yes, the Quip is a, is a, it's, it's a game changer. It totally is. Now, we are on a podcast talking about Quip. We are not being sponsored by Quip to talk about them, although I wish we were. Um, they're amazing. I got them for, I got one for you for Christmas, and then I got one for myself at the same time. For Christmas. For Christmas, for myself. Which I think you also gave to me. No, that's what I'm saying. I gave you... Oh, yeah, I gave you both of them, didn't I? Yeah. And then I took mine out of your Christmas present. I will say this about the Quip. I had... Uh, and this is not a knock on Oral-B, because I think oral I, This is what dentists and hygienists always say. If you have an electric toothbrush, it's way better than having a manual one. So just get yourself an electric toothbrush. The Oral-B one I had was the one that uh, our friend Aaron recommended, because it's like... Um, uh, it's only like 25, 30 bucks or something. You can buy them at like the grocery store, like mm-hmm. Shoppers Drug Mart. Um, and they come with a charger, so they work really well. And I always thought that was doing well or working well for me. I go to the dentist and the hygienist would always say, you use an electric toothbrush, don't you? I said, yes. Uh, but when I got the Quip combined with the water pick that we also got last yes. year, last time I went to the dentist, uh, it was it was a ten out of ten from the hygienist. I didn't bleed at all, and I think that's probably like that's probably as good as life gets to a <laughs> hygienist when, when someone doesn't bleed all over you when you're trying to clean the, clean their teeth. Yeah, they probably really appreciate that. Well, you're the most annoying person to share a dentist with. I'm not doing anything special. I brush my teeth like twice a day. I water pick once a day, and that's about it. You do, but you before we got the water pick, you were a pretty religious flosser. I had a uh, hygienist named Candy who yelled at me one time. <laughs> Remember when we moved to Toronto and we yes. ended up at different dentists? That's right. So Candy, lovely lady, like an older older woman, uh, really lectured me one time because my gums, I, I bled too much on her basically. And then she did that test where they stick like a, the pointy thing in each of your That's gums worse. to see how far in it goes. And she highlighted my problem areas, so she got me on those soft pick things that you slide in between your teeth. Which you're also still pretty good at using. Yeah, I put a pack of them on my desk, and I discreetly use them when no one's really paying attention. Right. You're not, like, grossly flossing in front of your coworkers. No, and it's kind of just like having a toothpick in your mouth, which I think is acceptable socially. Is it? Well, I don't know. People give them to you at restaurants. <laughs> I haven't gotten a toothpick at a restaurant in a really long time. They're available if you want them. You gotta just know the right people. Well, they're usually in a thing at the bar. I guess that's true. Um, Maybe that's for like garnishes, though. I think it might be. <laughs> like if you need like a maraschino cherry and something, yeah. they're gonna whip that on there for you. But they you. usually put them in the the plastic swords. It's tr- that's true. So I mean, as someone who served for a long time, I will stand by the fact that you can get a toothpick if you really want one. Okay, so this is what I'm saying: is at work. Most people uh, are looking at their own computers. If you sit in like an open concept situation, um, it takes 20 seconds. You just give your teeth a quick once over. If someone's looking at you, just say, eyes on your own work. Like, <laughs> I don't think anyone's um, going to be really mad. There's worse things like clipping your nails at work. That's Disgusting. Bad. That's bad. You should not do that. 
It's, it's the worst. Filing your nails? Don't do that either. Filing's okay. No. I've Dust seen people, particles I, of your nails flying around in office space? It seems so rude. Yeah. Uh, in general, I think uh, if we're talking about uh, off proper office hygiene, make sure you're you're deodorizing properly. If you're a bit of a stinky person, keep one in your desk. Yeah, fair um, enough. If you get laser breath pretty quickly, uh, maybe you have a toothbrush at work or yep. like a pack of gum. Just keep be mindful of your problem areas, your blind spots. Exactly. Um, so at the dentist, it's funny because you left a hygienist named Candy for Dr. Sugar. Yeah. I, that's true. I don't know if that's his real name still. I don't know how you end up being a dentist and your name is Dr. Sugar. Maybe he changed it. It's fine. Um, but I started going to Dr. Sugar with your brother because he was going to a dentist across the street from him. I started going there. You ended up with Candy because our friend Aaron knew someone who worked there and you ended up there, but I wasn't there. So anyway, I was on the same cycle of cleanings as your brother was. And then you got looped in. You ended up switching dentists because we ended up moving into that neighborhood. So you came up there instead. And every hygienist in that place loves you because you come out of there with a 10 out of 10 report card every single time. And then I get lectured because um, I don't floss my teeth enough. And they would be like, but your husband was just in here and he was flossing. And I was like, I don't care. So you set a really high bar at the dentist that is very frustrating for me. We're also on off cycle, so now I'm hoping that they forget how good you are um, when I show up. When do you go to the dentist next? I can't even remember. I think I'm going on Durr's birthday. Are you? Happy yeah. birthday, Durr. That's a big day for you. What else is happening on the 5th? Um, Siesta Key comes back. Oh, and then be. the next day is the new season of The Bachelor. All right. It's going to be a busy week. Get your picks in. Get your picks in. So, get to recap, Gadget Corner, TV Swivel TV mounts, Swivel, Quip. Quip, Toothbrush, get yourself a water pick, yeah. and uh, make sure you don't stink at work. These are tips straight from the mouths of babes. Babes? That's a saying. Oh. Straight from the, mou- the mouths of babes. Okay. I think that's like, actually, kids say the darndest things. I think that term means the same thing. So I'm using it incorrectly. Okay. Um, thank you for being on Beauty and Stuff with me today. Is there anything you want to leave the beauties with before your time here is done? Um, it's been a real pleasure being here. I have nothing else to say. Uh, I hope uh, everyone's found me insightful. Uh, if anyone has any questions about your upcoming Disney trip, uh, sh- slide into my DMs and I'll help you out. <laughs> You're uh, an endless source of information and laughter. Um Oh, I know what I wanted to talk about before I let you go. This is like a Howard Stern wrap-up. I know it is. This is a long goodbye. It's like we've done a, it all. We've done it all. But actually, you've said everything there is to say. Howard always says that, and then he keeps talking forever. Jordan and I have a very, very large discrepancy in our lives when it comes to one particular film. If you know us, you may already know what this is. We agree on a lot of television. We watch most things together. I love the movie Grease. In my universe, John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John are the only things that matter to me as it relates to Grease. Have you ever seen Grease before? I've never seen Grease. However, I have seen Grease 2 multiple times, and uh, based on the quality of Grease 2, which is exceptional, 
Um, I don't really see a need to see Grease 1 because I can't imagine it being any better. It's kind of like Home Alone and Home Alone 2. Once he's lost New York, why? who cares if he's been <laughs> in Chicago for a bit? But, like, imagine going through your life and You're the One That I Want is not a song that you know, but a song called Score Tonight? Score Tonight, yeah. Is. That's the opening, uh, opening tune there at a bowling alley. Uh, okay, this is why I love Grease 2, if we could just run through this quickly. Um... There's a bowling scene. I love to bowl. Haven't been in a while. It's fun, though. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, babe. She is very hot in that movie. It's true. Um, Shooter McGavin's in it. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's motorcycles in it versus hot rods. You don't really care about motorcycles, though. When I was younger, I thought they were cool. Uh, there's a guy named Adrian Zamid in it, who's one of the T-Bones. Um, they're called the T-Bones? Is that not what they're called? T-Birds. T-Birds. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. Did they change them for the T-Bird? That would actually be really funny. Um, Adrian Zamid, the only reason I know who this guy is, is because there was a reality show called Confessions of a Teen Idol, who were like all of the, it, do you remember that? Uh, yeah, of course I do. probably about 10 years ago. Yeah. And there was like a guy from like Baywatch and all these. Someone from like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Um, that guy from that movie uh, Blue Lagoon with uh, oh yeah Brooke Shield yes yeah plural yeah. Shields or Shield Shields okay Brooke Shields is a beauties um anyway it's great but he was on that show is that what you're going to say yeah he was on that show and they're like oh you might remember him from Greece too and I was like well, I remember <laughs> Greece too the only person on yeah. planet Earth who would know that yeah. Um, so I refuse to watch Grease 2. You refuse to watch Grease 1. We've had multiple friends offer to hold like back-to-back screenings, and I don't think that's really the problem. We are more than capable of conducting our own back-to-back movie night. Yeah. We're just, it's for some reason, neither of us are willing to budge on this. I just don't know if I have enough time. You don't. Because <laughs> between like watching Very Cavallari, Siesta Key, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise... <laughs> Uh, Jersey Shore. What other crap do we watch? That's a pretty good blanket. I don't know if we want to tell people any more than that. Yeah, there's just, uh, there's only so many hours in a day. (laughs) Like yesterday when we watched, yes, okay, we don't have a lot of weekends where we get to do nothing, but we collectively watched like 16 hours of television yesterday. Like started watching TV earlier than we should have even been awake. We could have watched both Greases three times over. Could have, but I don't regret any, anything we watched. Not at all. Um, so, I mean, I would like to say that I'd be willing to, you know, make the time, but I don't think I am. I'm definitely not. So, we just leave that as it is. Yeah. I uh, mean, if Michelle Pfeiffer is your Sandy, like you said, she is quite hot. Olivia and John was and still is a smoke show. So is Michelle Pfeiffer. So, like, I'm okay with us both having those images of Sandy's in our minds. And, like, John Travolta, like, that guy's got issues. Yeah, but he's still... He was a, he was a dreamboat in Greece. What was Michelle Pfeiffer's name in Greece too? Mm. Wasn't it something, like, very, very 80s? You don't even I remember. D- I don't recall. Exactly. That's because the movie is pure trash. Give me a second here. Wasn't it like... Oh, we, ha- we have a phone about six feet away from us that we're 
refusing to utilize. It doesn't matter. Do, it doesn't matter, but it also does because I've never forgotten the name Sandy. I know that the guy's name was Michael. Interesting. But we don't know who played him? Or was it that guy who was in... No, it was a British guy. Oh, he's British? That was why he was so mysterious. It was a real uh, Clark Kent Superman type of thing oh, going on. He was just like this nerdy uh, foreigner uh, by day. But then he uh, souped up this motorcycle by night, and he would just uh, cruise around with goggles on. And uh, there's actually a song called Who's That Guy? And all the, <laughs> all the girls are basically, just, it's, it's like, oh, it's a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for something to yeah. watch, this sounds like the movie, you yeah. must stop the, everything The girls, to, to say the least, are hot and bothered about uh, who this guy is, which they cannot figure out, because somehow he, like, kind of masks his British accent whenever he talks. But he's just like, he's a vigilante. He's uh, he's a great guy. Um, he's a heck of a guy. He's a hell of a guy. I will say that you told me you'd come on Beauty and Stuff for a maximum of 30 minutes. So I know, we're, we're way over. I finished my beer like 30 minutes ago. Hey, I think that means that we were having a good time. We've said it all. We've said it all. You were insightful. You were you brought your A game as far as pep meter goes. My energy levels weren't too low. They weren't too low. I mean, we'll see in playback. We'll see what the people think. All right. Um, to wrap it up, I usually say I'm Sylvia, and then Erica says I'm Erica, and I say this was beauty, and she says and stuff. So, like, do you want to try that? Okay. Okay. I'm Sylvia. I'm Jordan. And this was beauty. And stuff. Goodbye. Goodbye.